Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What do you see ahead for Ryan Huska's crew here? Well, it's going to be tough. They're in a tough hole, and they're going to have to play, you know, geez, 650 or 670 or above that to finish the season to get in a wild card spot. Uh, they're they're finding a way to win by playing the right way, the way Ryan wants them to play. They work hard. We'll see. It's a, it's a tough road ahead. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Hour 2 coming at you live on the Game Plus Television Network and Key Radio. And uh, we welcome back Darren Moose DuPont here in Hour 2 of the program. Just keeping the old train running, man. It was an awesome Hour 1. As I said off the top, I came into the show with a great mood. Please, people, don't ruin it. And so far, they have not. And uh, we're going to roll into tonight's topics in the National Hockey League. Um, bah, 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 bah. What's up, Moose? Tell me something. Tell me something good. Lots good. I'm in a good mood, too, man. I, I don't know if it's just something about the day, the way the sun came out today, or what. But I don't know. I'm in a good mood, too. So I, I, I feel it. Canada lost the World Juniors, and the sun came up. There's your breakage. The sun came up. I just saw. (laughs) I, uh, okay, just to recap our one before we look forward, it was great. We talked about last night's Leafs win at at Anaheim. Two for two out west so far. And what else did we talk about? Luke Gazdick joined us. I love this. Luke Gazdick, he's great. Everybody seems to love him from Sportsnet's NHL coverage, former Oiler and Devil. And he was talking about how the Flames need to do this, this, and this at the trade deadline. And I'm like, so do you think they will? And he's like, well, I don't, I don't know. It's what they should do. Well, yeah, I think we all know that. Will they? And I'm not saying he's, he's a fantastic analyst. But that's the conundrum that the Flames' ownership is in. I feel like if you sat them down, the president, John Bean, or the owner, Murray Edwards, or even the general manager, Craig Conroy, they might have really good reasons for why they're not going to commit the rebuild. I don't know what they might be. I don't know. But I go back to that Chicago Blackhawk thing. Do you remember that? I'm sure we talked about it on this show. As a matter of fact, I know we did. They made it very clear that they were going to go into a rebuild. And Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves walked into general manager Stan Bowman's office and said, yeah, we don't like that idea. We don't support it. And he's like, there's the door. You're either going to be part of this or you're not. And look where they are. They stunk and they've stunk for quite a while. And now they're on their way back up. And I don't know. Is it a Canadian versus American franchise thing that you do you think? Um, we've talked about why teams won't come out and outright say we're going into a rebuild. We get why they don't. But other than being scared and sucking for a while and losing money, is there any other reason not to do it? <laughs> Those are pretty big reasons, though. You know, sucking for a while and losing a lot of money are things that teams don't typically want to do. Um, you always want to, what you say, you're either selling wins or you're selling hope. So even when you're a middling team and, and you know, you're the Flames right now, you're still selling hope that we've got the talent, we can get into the playoffs. There's hope there. Because, you know, Huberto scored the other night. So now there's, you know, some hope that he's going to get going and we're going to get everybody rolling and we're going to steamroll the NHL. 
Um, but is it realistic hope? That I don't know. Like Chicago is selling real hope, you know, with Connor Bedard and potentially another high draft pick coming in, Korchinski. They've got some good young pieces. There's a real hope there. Um, Calgary's got to figure out. And you can't be afraid to rip the Band-Aid off, you know, go into hiding for a little bit and come back with a young, fresh, strong team. Uh, you can't be afraid to do it. What an interesting topic today that I didn't expect. I'm glad I got my ears open. I got up early, and I went to a 12-step meeting today, and I was so glad that I did. It was a wonderful way to start the day. And one of the guys read the Step 11 prayer, and, and part of that is you got to die before you can live. It's what you're talking about. And Gazdick said the same thing, like ripping the Band-Aid off. Um, hanging on. You're just hanging on. You're not going to move forward. And look at the Chicago Blackhawks. You've mentioned it, how exciting they are. You see the pundits and even the fans are saying they may not win, but I want to watch them every game. Now, they won a lottery. I'll quote Brian Burke. They won a freaking lottery. I get that. <laughs> okay. He is the latest Sidney Crosby. He's the latest Wayne Gretzky. I get that. But at least they did it. At least they put their balls on the table the term we haven't used in so long Damn. and said, we're going to re we're going to rebuild. And San Jose's doing it now too, which will probably be reflective in our top five, bottom five coming back uh, later on this hour. Well, look, and by the way, Brendan, Sonny will join us from the blades. What do you got? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, if I can, um, you know, they did rip the bandaid off and whether Jonathan Taves, you know, being done and Patrick Kane, moving on were in their control or out of their control or was part of that decision. Look at the opposite. Look what Pittsburgh's done. They decided to keep running it back with Crosby, Malkin, Latang, added Carlson. They're not in a playoff spot, right? Which is, you know, ultimately the worst place to be is to be not good enough to make the playoffs, but just good enough to be to not get a good draft pick. Pittsburgh hasn't ripped the Band-Aid off. And they're kind of in a tough spot if they don't make the playoffs. Chicago did it. Got rid of some legends. And now look where they are. Real bright future. Well, and John Ohm, bless him. Ohm, he writes in, says it's easy to sell real hope with number 98 on the roster. Yeah, but the point is they put themselves in a position to be in the lottery to win Connor Bedard. The Calgary Flames aren't doing that. So you got to give the Blackhawks credit for having the stones to say, we're doing it, we're going in a rebuild. And yes, it worked out. But my guy, Chris Jones, often says, if you roll the dice, you have a chance to win big. You also have a big chance to lose big, I might remind you. That's why they call it gambling. But if you're too afraid to roll the dice at all, you're never going to win. You're never going to get that generational player like Connor Bedard. That's all we're saying. Kudos to Chicago for having the cojones to do it. On the 2012 World Juniors, C. Lightning writes in and says, uh, I listened to you when you announced that junior hockey tournament. You have the most, the best expressive voice in sports. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Speaking of you need to die to live again, this is the rebirth of me. Ta-da! How do you like us so far? I quite like it. As Arnie Jackson said, you, find, you found your niche. Yeah, feels good. With regards to your and my pick, nightly in the NHL, and what are we going to call it? People are writing in with their ideas. Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, says, the Bet Regal Breakaway Bets. Ooh. It ain't what? bad. It ain't bad. Write it down, great. Bet Regal Breakaway Bets. Yeah. Uh, John by the way, Ohm, by the way. 2-0 and all last night. Says winner. He says, he says winner or whiner. Bet Regal Bets. Not bad, but I like the Breakaway Bets better. What did you say? I said 2-0 uh, and all last night, by the way. So if you're playing along with the Breakaway Bets, I think I had Jersey and uh, Toronto. You... You did, yeah. I had uh, Caps and Leafs. One last thing in the World Juniors. It is interesting, and that's why I've just taken me a while. I'm kind of glad that I went slow with this. It's at my 
You know Rand. He advised me, Rod, you always jump into things. Just maybe walk around the outside a couple times. Size things up before you jump in again. And that's what I've done. I've thought about this for two years. What's the topic, the, the consensus of this RP show going to be? And I'm not going to try and morph U.S. Florida topics like college football and the damn heat and our Canadian audience. What's the point? We'll stick on these things. And if the people down here like the topics, great. If they don't, that's fine too. That's why we did our Panthers and Lightning show separate and both are going great. And my point is the World Juniors. I've had a lot of my friends down here say, when you start talking about the World Juniors, the junior hockey, you lose us. I'm like, well, sorry, that's, that's a you problem. Because we got to talk about it. And with, the Canadian, with Canadian people, I just saw a column posted to the Globe and Mail. Somebody put it on Facebook. How this World Juniors was supposed to be Hockey Canada's road to redemption. Speaking of, you got to die before you live again. We've turned the page. We have a new CEO. Everything's new. <laughs> Crap the bed in Sweden. I'm sorry, but I don't see the correlation there at all. That's silly. But that's people that don't know anything writing about sports, and they shouldn't. Glenn in Medicine Hat writes in, and he says, let's not lump in pragmatic analysis and constructive criticism of Canada's World Junior performance with obnoxious commentary from the lunatic fringe. These are not the same thing. That's from Glenn in Medicine Hat. I was very pragmatically saying this Canadian team wasn't very good. and. Luke, hey, we're all going to have an opinion. Can we please air them and not get into name-calling and yelling and you're a big stupid head? Yes, I understand we didn't have Fantilli and Bedard and certain guys. But I also know we had Fraser Minton and Braden Yager and Macklin Celebrini. We had some pretty good players. They underachieved. Can we all agree that they underachieved? Can, Darren, can we say that? Yeah, Did you go along with that? Of course. It's what I said. It's what I said. Right? I think that's what I said. It's 111 Eastern, by the way. Just throwing that out. Oh. Ah. Beautiful. Okay. I do want to flip something over to football in a second, but there are a lot of... Great comments here. Uh, the bar flies regarding our, our daily NHL pick. Pick them. He says, bet Regal's bad takes. Oh, listen, bad I can take. handle bad takes all on my own. We don't, need, we don't need to roll predictions into that. I have enough bad takes, believe me. On my own. The poll question today is, with Canada out, are you still watching the World Jays? And the poll is brought to you by Key Auto Group. At the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. Clark, what are they saying? I voted no. Darren voted yes. What's the audience saying? What's the peanut gallery saying? Yeah, 68% on YouTube saying, no, we're not watching it no more. Just like me. Ryan in Toronto says, with Canada out, I'll be cheering for Sweden on home ice to take it all. Allen in Saskatoon writes in and says, uh, this Canadian team was not a good team. No leadership and no drive to the sweater. That's what I saw. And I don't think that's being a hater. And Wayne in Victoria, BC says, for people who don't like the topics we talk about on the RP show, don't watch. It's kind of what I was saying to the big shot producer that was anonymous. And we're not going down that road today. I think after the break, which we have a few minutes before we get to it, Darren, we'll play deal or no deal. Sorry, NHL top five, bottom five, and breakaway bets. I like it, Nelson. I like it. I'll buy you a taco burrito combo for that. But I want your take on this. If you've got a choice, Darren, and you are an NFL owner or general manager, Let's say owner, and you had a vacancy. Let's say you're the Vegas Raiders. Who are you hiring, Jim Harbaugh or Bill Belichick? I'm hiring Jim Harbaugh. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot more upside with Jim Harbaugh than there is with Bill Belichick right now. A lot, of, a lot more questions with Bill Belichick than there is with Jim Harbaugh. 
Um, Jim has been a guy who's won everywhere he's went, right? He hasn't won the Super Bowl or a national championship, but in some time, ended up winning three Big Ten titles now consecutively. He took the 49ers to the Super Bowl. He wins a lot of games. Um, I think, you know, if I'm the Chargers specifically, I think there's a deal to be made for Jim Harbaugh, and I think he's probably either at or near the top of their, their list of desired candidates. ADD, from World Juniors to NFL coaching vacancies. <laughs> and that's what works. But the thing is, I, again, I'm anti-Bill Belichick because he's, not just because of what he did to Brady, but he's just the, he's the old school guard that I don't think, the old guard, not a position guard, that just doesn't fly anymore. Like, I'm sorry. I, Har- Harbaugh's been coaching kids, okay? And look at the quarterbacks that he's developed there and what he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go back and watch the Hernandez, Aaron Hernandez Netflix documentary, Aaron Hernandez walked into Belichick's office and said, I need a trade out of here because I'm getting in trouble. I need out. I want out. And Belichick's like, get out of my office. And he ends up murdering two people and hanging himself in a jail cell. I don't think Jim Harbaugh would do that. Do you know what I mean? He's just built. Yeah. Again, it's all about team. It's but it's all about ego. And he, you know, clearly him and Brady weren't going to get along long term. And you got to pick. Apparently, you got to pick a side. I picked Brady's. I don't, and I'm glad that Belichick's going through this squalor. But just because he wants to come back and coach is my point. Doesn't mean somebody should hire him. Sorry, you were going to say something. No, Bill's the boss, and it's Bill's way. And, you know, that worked and has worked in New England with the right pieces and players. But for Jim Harbaugh, it's different. He's a player's coach. And you talk about all those guys, you know, in Michigan, that's the whole, you know, Michigan versus everybody theme that's kind of taken on the year with Harbaugh's trouble and the the two, three game suspensions he served. The players love him and love playing for him. Uh, His coaches love him. Um, And I think that translates. So he's found a way to, as you said, grandpa. You know, Harbaugh found a way to relate and grow and adapt to the new uh, players of today's game. Jim Harbaugh should have his pick of jobs. And again, Bill Belichick wants to come back and coach next year, even though it looks like he'll be out in New England because that's all that he knows how to do. Well, maybe learn to knit, Bill. Time's up. That's what I think. Anyways, John Ohm. Oh, says not a Bill fan. Time to retire, dude. (laughs) Saying it the nicest way. And Paul Jefferson watching in Humboldt says, Bet Regal's picking sticks. That's not bad. But in my mind, I think of the old game pickup sticks. You know, the long toothpicks with the uh, tissue paper on the end. I still like the breakaway bets. A lot. So we got a lot to get to when we return on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? 
EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus, with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the Telemiracle Online 5050 is live. Buy your tickets now at telemiracle5050.com. We are just pleased as punch to be announcing it today for the first time and even happier to be supporting Saskatchewan's favorite charity, Saskatchewan's Charity. Must be over 18 years of age and physically in Saskatchewan to purchase your tickets, okay? The tickets are on sale until February 23rd at 4 p.m. SAS time. Winner gets half the final jackpot total, in case you don't know how a 50-50 works. All proceeds going to Telemiracle 48, supporting Saskatchewan's charity. Visit telemiracle.com to learn how the Kinsman Foundation is helping people every day in Saskatchewan to improve their independence and quality of life. Saskatchewan remains our number one region for viewership. Thank you so much. My home province, love them a long time. Moose is with us as well as we continue. And let me check the text line, 902-518-3333 for Sober Carpenter. Uh, regarding the, the rebuild, Ron Thompson. He's an original Sasky that's a Flames fan living in Calgary. So, Ron, get your 50-50 tickets. Get somebody to buy them for you, okay? Ron says the Flames have some of the best young players in the league. Patience is going to keep us competitive a, a few years. True fans have no patience. Listen, I don't want to get into the... People act like I just fell off the turnip truck. I don't want to get in the debate over what's a real fan or a true fan and not. What exactly is a true fan? If you Googled it, if there was some sort of street lingo definition of a true fan what would it say because i'll be honest darren the fans that say enough of this bs and they walk away is as much of a true fan as the sucker that keeps buying tickets to every game that's what i think you yeah i mean it could be defined so many ways i like to think you know what you cheer for the team the way you want to cheer for the team. You be a fan the way you want to be a fan. If you're enjoying sports, enjoy sports. Whatever way that is. If you just want to check the scores and that's what keeps you happy and check the stats and not watch the games, then that's being a fan in your way. If you want to watch the games and not deal with any of the BS around it, that's cool too. Do you? Yeah, I... Bob Dice and I had this chat the wonderful head coach of the Ottawa Red Blacks, Canada's, uh, Ottawa's CFL team. And he's like, you know, I don't even really remember what it was like to be a fan. And I'm kind of that way. I've talked about this this week. This is my 36th year in this perilous trade. And I just, I, the, 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 the foggy fun days of the 90s with the Riders when I was a fan, you know, or growing up as an Oiler fan as a kid. And... Pocklington ruined it on August 9th, 1988. I just discovered the trigger and why I have a problem with owners. Thank you. <sighs> Talked myself into it, right? That's why they call it the talking cure. But anyways, yeah. my, my, that, that, that's my point. Is to, I'll just say, what's the team that, yeah, I worked for them for 20 years as the voice of the team, the Rough Riders, but it's why you don't see us talking about the Rough Riders that much anymore because I don't have anything to say it's good because I don't like what's going on and people can say ah it's sour grapes because you got fired no no no, I'm long past that but they're conveniently glossing over that they've missed the playoffs the last two years they hosted the Grey Cup and didn't even make the playoffs they're in squalor the stadium's half empty but no we'll get them this year no 
You're not going to, right? So that's sort of, and, 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 and in the 90s, what forced change was people saying, I've had enough of this. And the stadium is kind of where it is now. And that's when the general manager at the time said, if we don't make the playoffs this year, I'll resign. They missed the playoffs. He resigned. Alan Ford, he's a man of integrity, lived up to his word. And do you see what I'm saying? I'm sorry. Um, Probably should be saving more of this for a football Friday, but I'm just saying, whose right is it to say who's a true fan or not? Or what is a real fan? I think you said it best, Grasshopper, that you can cheer for the team however you want, but I feel like the people that have their own ideas of how they want to cheer for a team define themselves true fans. You know what I mean? Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah. You define yourself. You know, nobody gets to tell you, um, you know, what qualifies being a fan or not. You know, is there a set number of games yeah. I have to watch before I'm a fan? Am I not a fan if I leave with five minutes left? You know, I, you know, the, you can't tell me um, if I'm a fan or not. Only I can. Well, hey, let's get, let's get down to it. And by the way, we got some, a couple things here. John Ohm, thanks for sticking with us as much as you do and participating as much as you do. He says, I totally agree with Rod's take on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Right, but when I say it, I'm uh, accused of having sour grapes, which I don't. I'm just saying it the way it is, and I'm tired of going around the mulberry bush. Have fun with your team. How's that working? Ryan in Toronto, with a very moment of clarity that I want to point out here, says, if there was a definition of a true fan, it would be a picture of me watching the RP show. That's Ryan in Toronto. Can we make that meme a cartoon of him in front of the show, in front of his TV or his screen? That would be good. And here's the, here's, here's the fight, okay? This came up this morning, too. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of shocked how it's coming out on the show today. But when I went to go speak to the high school football team here, three-time state champion Cardinal Gibbons Chiefs, or when I was crisscrossing all over Saskatchewan speaking at those banquets, I was representing, so up there I was representing the team and the radio station, and they didn't care. As a matter of fact, they were mad that I was doing it. So down here, or when I do the things in Saskatchewan, like speaking of those hockey players last year, right, with all those kids, uh, where I went, and in, and in Alberta, emceeing Theo's golf tournament and the Rocky Mountain Rotary Classic golf tournament, which you were at, I'm representing this show. I'm representing me. Not the team brand. Why? They don't even want you doing it. That was, that was in my own mind when we started this. I'm like, no, no, we'll be the team. We'll be the franchise. That's the way it'll be. So I like the fact that Ryan has said that. We're really running out of time. So, okay. Bet Regal's breakaway bets. That's what it's going to be today. And I see no reason for it to change. I'll just put a D or an R beside each. Who wins tonight, Buffalo or Montreal, Moose? At Montreal. Buffalo. Uh, okay, perfect, because I'm taking the Habs. Les Habitants. Some guy was getting off an elevator the other day at a hockey game. Here, Panthers. And he was every game, he does a raffle on the concourse, and he had a Habs scarf. It was the night Montreal was here, I think. I think. Yeah, it was. Serena was with me. And the guy goes, do you know what the H stands for on the scarf? This was here in Sunrise, Florida. I said, yeah, les habitants. He goes, no, hockey, club de hockey. Everybody has it wrong. You got it wrong. Of course, I went to Google. I Googled it, and I'm like, son of a... He's got it right. <laughs> I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh at Boston. Who wins? Oh, um, Pittsburgh will bounce back. Wow, I'm taking the Bruins. Columbus Blue Jackets at the Philadelphia Flyers. Flyers. Me too. Uh, Chicago at the New York Rangers. Rangers. I agree. Calgary Flames at the Nashville Predators. Flames. Uh, I'm with you. Deal. The Vancouver Canucks at the St. Louis Blues. Canucks. I'll take the Blues. Um, The Tampa Bay Lightning at the Minnesota Wild. Tampa. Um, No, can't do it. I'm going with Minnesota on that one. Colorado Avalanche at the Dallas Stars. 
I'll take Dallas. I will take the Avalanche. The Islanders at the Arizona Coyotes. A sneaky good game. A sneaky good game. Who wins? Sneaky good game. I'm going to take the uh, the Yotes. Uh, me too. Florida at the Vegas Golden Knights. That is the game of the night. Stanley Cup rematch. Florida Panthers at the Vegas Golden Knights. I'll take Vegas to win, just so you know, because the Panthers thumped them here a couple of weeks ago. Who are you taking? I'll take Florida just to take the other side, and looks like I got another late-night game to watch tonight. Yeah, uh, Ottawa Seattle. We're both taking Seattle, right? Yes. It's Detroit at LA Kings. I'll take the Kings. Uh, that times two. And Winnipeg Jets at San Jose. I'll put us both down for Winnipeg because nobody in Canada didn't beat anybody. They'd lose, they'd lose an inner squad game, the San Jose Sharks. Oh, no. Um, Brent, Brent Waltman, brand new friend of mine from Wellington, Florida, writes in and he says, American college football teams seem to have only the truest fans. No matter the players that come and go, they cheer year in and year out. Ain't that a fact, Jack? That's definitely, like, FSU got bombed 63-3 to in the Orange Bowl. Nobody cares. That's a really good, and they fill the stadiums no matter what. That's the phenomenon I'm still trying to yeah. get my head around. I'm going to do deal or no deal. I need your uh, top five, bottom five in the last segment today, okay? Will you come back for that? Will you do me a favor? I'll be back. Okay, and do we have Brennan Sonny ready to go, Clark? Okay, well, then we'll do it now. We'll do it now. We'll do it now. But you tell me the second that he logs in, please. Brennan Sonny. NHL top five, bottom five for our exclusive betting partner, Bet Regal. Darren, here we go. The number one team in the NHL is the Boston Bruins in NHL best 722. Plus, they've won four games in a row. Number one, the Boston Bruins. Number two, you're not going to believe it. The Winnipeg Jets. I'm not joking. They're Canada's best team. 694 winning percentage, which is more than the Canucks, and they've won three in a row. Jets number two. Number three, the New York Rangers, because everybody's saying it. Number four, the Colorado Avalanche. I picked them to win tonight. They've won three in a row. And number five, it is the Vancouver Canucks. Plus 46 gold differential. I believe that's the best in the NHL. Yeah, it is. That's my top five. Boston, Winnipeg, Rangers, Colorado, Vancouver. Top five, and the bottom five are these. Number 28, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Told you, started bad, stayed bad. 29th, the Anaheim Ducks. Three, six, and one in their last 10. They are who we thought they were. The 30th team is the Ottawa Senators. Congratulations, you are Canada's worst team. The Chicago Blackhawks, 31st. At least signs of hope, right? If you're not selling wins, you need to be selling hope. But they still suck. Two wins in their last 10. And then the San Jose Sharks, who, as I just said, would lose an intra-squad game. They've lost nine in a row and are minus 80. And plus-minus goal differential. That's the temperature on Mars, Moose. San Jose are <laughs> minus 80. Like, they're going all in on the rebuild, man. I respect that. Okay. We did it. Okay. Moose, we're done. Have a great day. You're good. That's the temperature on Mars. We okay, go. have fun. See ya. All right. Brennan Sonny joins us next from the Blades. We'll be right back on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcast, and the streams, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me, or email petersonrecovery at aol.com. It's never too late.
It's an exciting day, talking sports from Paradise, introducing two brand new sponsors today. You've heard it, Telemiracle 48, the online 50-50 is live now at Telemiracle5050.com. And Curling Canada, the Briar coming your way in the Brand Centre in March. You'll be hearing a lot about them. But the WHL trade deadline's coming up, too. We are very pleased to welcome Brennan Sani, the reigning WHL Coach of the Year. And with it being the new year, I'm sure he hasn't thought about that for a while because it's a new year and they're rolling. Brennan, welcome back to the RP Show. I would say congratulations on this season so far. We haven't talked all season, man. What's been going right for your Eastern Conference leaders this season? It's year three for this staff now, and so a lot of players have known us for a long time. We're very, very tight in our dressing room, from leaders to staff to players we've acquired. So I think it's just a culmination of a process that started a few years ago is what you're seeing right now. 25, 8, 2, and 1 leads the division, 53 points, 5 up on Medicine Hat. You, you know all this, 9 up on the Moose Jaw Warriors. I'm hearing all these trade rumors, but I'm not hearing the blades, Brennan. You've made moves already. But what, what do you expect ahead for you guys before the trade deadline? Can you say anything, or are you happy with what you have? Well, I just think that I need to stay in my lane a little bit. I mean, we chat with management all the time, absolutely, but I'm not really, I'm not in charge of that and I'm not, you know, making all the calls to other GMs and stuff like that. So uh, are we done? Um, maybe, maybe not. I'm not 100% sure. What I do know is that I'm really excited to get our whole group together that we do have right now because for basically the entire season, we've not had our full team. We had, when we acquired Minton, he didn't even have a practice with us, and and then Mullendike went out of the lineup. So we haven't really had our full team yet this season. So that's really what I'm excited for. Uh, you know what? Fraser Minton joined us in the middle of your West Coast trip. I don't think he'd played a game for you guys when he did. Uh, how is he? And then he ends up taking off to the World Juniors. How's he been for you guys, or is it too soon to even say? I think his aura of maturity and leadership was just so obvious right away i think everyone saw it when he stepped in i think every player almost just took a step and said holy smokes this so this is what a pro looks like he he is elite in every area he's very very impressive from the human to uh the student to the hockey player very very impressive and i'm very much looking forward to working with him for the rest of the year funny what a handful of games up in the show will do, even if it's with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I joke. I know he's that player. I saw him play here in Sunrise, and to be honest, he fit right in. So you've, you've got an NHL player in your lineup. Would I be right in saying that, Brennan? I think so. I think so. I mean, it, it is nice for the NHL teams when, you know, guys are young and you don't want to put them right into the fire and through that long grind of a season and, and playoffs and all that. To give him that extra year of just growth physically, a little extra time, a lot of puck touches uh, in juniors. So uh, that's my opinion. I, he could play in the NHL right now, but I also think it's a benefit to him long term to, to have a year in junior. Hey, I think you'll enjoy the back and forth. John in Edmonton's watching Oil Kings season ticket holder, and he says no WHL team has had their full lineup yet this season. I'm sure you get a kick out of that. You're only worried about your own roster, but is that, I guess everybody goes through injuries. What's your health level right now? I mean, last game we had six or seven players out of the lineup. I, we have had that for a little bit. And well, it's true, like teams are always missing players. What I'm referring to is uh, a world junior NHL player in Minton at the same time as a first round NHL draft pick and signed NHL player in Tanner Mollendike. And now uh, uh, Alexander Suzalev, who is also a signed NHL player. Like I'm talking like players that are elite players in this league and, you know, will play in the NHL. I think when you get that group together, uh, I think a lot of other things become clear. And so we just haven't had that clarity where you're having elite high-level players and what it looks like and how your lines run and 
how your power play looks like there there is unknown so while i understand what he's saying players are missing every game there there are still things we got to work through oh yeah and john in edmonton just likes to be a fly in the ointment but you gotta love the passion and you know the other thing there's got to be some unfinished business brennan i would think in your mind because was it just last year against the warriors you guys were so beat up Tristan Robbins was playing like on a broken foot or something, or was a broken hand. And you know what I mean? Like uh, you didn't have your full lineup then. What's the, what's the attitude? And he's not even around, but it's still the, the core is there. And it's a great, maybe even a better team. Are, are the guys thinking playoffs yet? Or are you even allowing them to think playoffs yet? I, yeah. Two years ago in the first round, we lose to Moose Jaw missing Aiden Delgore, John Deere, and Tristan Robbins could, in the last couple of games, maybe take some power play shifts. Last year in the third round, we're, we're up against Winnipeg a couple of days after playing a game seven in the second round. And we're, we're calling up APD and, and we're just out of juice. I, I we are thinking playoffs because I, I don't think that you just flip a switch. We're trying to develop right now the habits and the routines that we think are going to be successful come playoff time to have that longevity it's really important to manage ice time it's really important to manage this and that to try and stay as healthy as possible we're trying to get into the gym as much as possible right now so we can back off a little bit come playoff time and it's also you know video and teaching with a lot of new players right now man are we doing a lot of meetings and we're trying to make sure everyone's on the exact same page uh and so then we can back off those meetings a little bit as we get deeper so our goal regular season wise is to win the division and hang that banner. And then from there, it's a new goal and it's a WHL championship for us. Would I be right in saying that you learned from those last two playoff runs and you are, you, you've changed things up a little bit. Yeah, you learn. Absolutely. No question. Uh, you learn what it takes in the big moments. Those are, it's, it, so when you go through your military training and you got your 90 day thing, like there's no bullets flying and you're preparing for when there's bullets flying, but nothing prepares you like when there's bullets flying. So I think getting bounced in the first round two years ago taught us a, a massive lesson. I think two game seven wins comebacks last year also taught us massive lessons. And with so many of the guys that were on those teams, I hope we can apply those lessons and, and take the next step. Um, for me personally, like this is year nine in the league as a player, assistant coach and head coach. And man, that's, that's enough time. Like it's, it's time to win a WHL championship. Hey, well, lastly, I'll say this. I hope Saskatoon realizes what they have, but I think they do. I, they, I used to live there. It's a tremendous hockey city and they haven't had a sustained good team like this for 30 years. What are you hearing around town? Uh, and what's the groundswell of support there? Yeah, you know what? We talk about that too. We, uh, we are so fortunate to have Blaine White as our AT. And he was here in the 90s. He was with those teams uh, in the finals. And Whitey. Yeah, Whitey, man. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's such a good lesson to have so many people that have gone through the pain. So we understand as a team and as a staff what this means. We understand that how rare this is, and we are not taking a single day or game for granted. Like our last two crowds, we were at 8,000 and 7,000. And we don't want to just be an all-star team, acquire players, lose all your picks. We don't want to be that all-star team feel. We want to be a team. And that's our focus. Even though we've acquired players, we intend to be the tightest team in this league. We think it's a strength. It was a strength of ours last year, and we intend to, for it to be a strength. We want to be a team that the fans enjoy watching because we're all heart and soul. Sounds like you've got it going. So, uh, Coach, I'll just say this. Good luck. It's been a thrill to watch. Man, uh, congratulations on your success so far, and please take it easy on my pads tomorrow night. Thanks, Brennan. Thanks, RP. <laughs> Brennan Sani. Head coach of the Saskatoon Blades, WHL coach. We'll be right back with over to this live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live.
RP Show continues on this glorious Thursday. It's time for overtime. And it's brought to you by our hockey-loving friends at Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary, where skill and fun collide. Baseball has batting cages. Golf has driving ranges. Why not have shooting lanes for hockey? Well, they've done it. 28th Street Northeast in Calgary. Send them down or head on down. Tell you RP sent you. Ask for Randy and Michelle. Uh, got a sports update coming up. Just, I don't, I don't know if we're going to continue this daily NHL picks, although I feel like we might. For Bet Regal, we were asking earlier whom we think, or what we should name it. Fake Gainer writes in from Bichard, Saskatchewan. Fake Gainer says, uh, the Bet Regal Busters, yo, signed. El Sasco in Saskatchewan sent via BlackBerry because, of course, it was. Yeah, no, so far I feel like it's going to be the Bet Regal breakaway bets. I'll buy a sandwich when I get home, Nelson, next time I'm back. Ward in Winnipeg writing in on the 902-518-3033 Sober Carpenter text line. And Ward says, hi, Rod and Darren and gang. Hope you had a good Christmas and Happy New Year to you guys. Good to see you back on Game Plus TV. Signed, Ward in the peg. Thank you for saying that. And in this perilous trade, it's good to be anywhere. I saw some news here. Was it from three down in the break? I was surfing social media. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers are severing ties with their special teams coordinator. Can't remember his name. And people are already saying that uh, Craig Dickinson will end up there. And I hope for Craig's sake he does. It's interesting if that's what he wants to do. We were talking earlier this show about things that I never thought would happen. Because you live a half a century in one place, really. And you just think that's the way it is everywhere. And it ain't. And I just think about these football coaches. Craig Dickinson would be one, could be one. He's made a lot of money for a long time, and he's a career bachelor. He doesn't have to work. Maybe he'll be another one of those football guys that comes down to Florida with all his money, and you never hear from him again. I only named one, but there are many more. And I only named him because I don't think he'd care. Ed Orgeron, the former coach of the LSU National Champion Tigers. It was divulged to me when I was in New Orleans last week at Christmas, lunching with what turned out to be Orgeron's cousin, Ron Este, the eight-season D-line coach for Saskatchewan, that Orgeron, like, you ever talk to Ed? No, he just picked up and took up with this woman and took off to Florida. We haven't heard from him. I'm like, I get it. I get it. So we'll see if Dickie goes to Winnipeg. There are a lot of those guys, though. I'm getting to know him more day by day. Sports update. Sweden will play for gold on home soil at the World Junior Hockey Championship. Jonathan Lekramaki scored the winner on a power play in the third period before adding an insurance goal as Sweden defeated Chessia 5-2 in the first of two semifinals today. Do you have, Clark, an update in the other game? Do you have it on? Or do we care? Because that is the poll question. Are you watching the World Jays? No, no, I got it, I got it. I'm pulling up my TSN app. It's interesting that the score app doesn't even have the World Juniors on it. But TSN does. And Finland's, they 2 nothing. yeah. 2 nothing. Finland over the USA in that semifinal. Five Canadian NHL teams are in action tonight. The Montreal Canadiens host the Buffalo Sabres. The Canucks and Calgary Flames take on the Blues and Predators, respectively. Meanwhile, the Ottawa Senators are in Seattle. And the Jets visit the San Jose Sharks. For our picks, rewind the show. The Leafs squeak by the Ducks Wednesday night after taking 57 shots on goal. Austin Matthews scored the winner in overtime for a 2-1 Leafs win. Sports update brought to you by Landmark Cinemas in theaters now. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. When an ancient power is unleashed, Aquaman must forge an uneasy alliance with an unlikely ally to protect Atlantis and the world from irreversible devastation. Starring Ben Affleck, Jason Momoa, Dolph Lundgren, and Nicole Kidman. 
and also brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. It's a lot today, and I give kudos to the crowd, to the audience, that we're emerging from this show with me still in a good mood. I said, please don't ruin it for me. And they haven't. Should I delve into the streaming comments here? <laughs> if anybody can ruin it, it would be John in Edmonton. And he writes in and says, the score app does have world junior scores, Rod. I go, well, again, not that I saw. John Ohm. Thank you for the regular gang for helping me out here today. John Ohm writes in. He says, the special teams coordinator for the Bombers, Paul Boudreau. Or former special teams coordinator for the Blue Bombers, because I saw on social media that he's out. Last minute of play in the RP show today. Um, tomorrow is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. It's a football Friday. We'll be playing our NFL deal or no deal for the final week of the regular season. Clark, are you able to tell me Jim Barker for sure? Whom else do we know yet? Gus Farad. Only Gus Farad. The Pro Bowl quarterback. And what was he, 17 years in the league? Gus Farad. Oh, that's just going to be a doozy. Thank you, Jen, at the Four Seasons. You enjoy your day, too. Say hi to George for me, please, when you get a chance. I want to send a thank you out to Luke Gazdick and Brennan Sani for making today's show great. And thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning us in. You got a lot of choices out there. Thanks for choosing us. And we'll see you tomorrow, noon Eastern, right here at Game Plus and Key Radio. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.